Mariah, my name is Abed Nadir, my associate Troy Barnes. Charmed, I'm sure. Are you the guys that keep staring at me and intermittently yelling out books? The very same. Good, Good morning, morning Greendale. Greendale. I'm Mike. I'm Ben. Oh, <laughs> we didn't. We, we didn't talk about. We this. usually talk about this one, but this time we did not. Crap. And here are okay. your morning announcements. Um. Do you want to? I, I I'm fine with it going as as goofy as that. That's was. fine. Okay, that's great. We had we had such a uh, serious week last week. Yeah. So why not? Why just... not just jump off into the goofy abyss now? And guess what? That probably means that it's outsourcing Mike's bits time. We've got everybody around, and you know what everybody's looking forward to? This segment specifically. <laughs> so I've got the uh, the pod decks, what the heck deck, which is also green, if we all remind remember that. Um it it and uh, we're gonna see what comes up randomly. But first, that good good shuffle. This is the stupidest bit. I'm going to It's a very dumb Coke. bit. And that's a good shuffle. So we're going to go off the top card and we're going to ask a question that will be dumb. I guarantee it. When you were a kid, did you have any posters on your wall? If so, what? And off goes the card. Um, I did have posters on my wall. Um, I... I think it was all like posters that I took out of Nintendo Power. Okay, pretty good. Because I was I was a Nintendo kid. Oh, who, who sure. wasn't back in the day? A lot, a lot of people were Genesis kids, Mike. Oh, uh, that's true. I I did not talk to any of those. Uh, so it was I, Nintendo, I think I had... or you get out of my house. <laughs> I think I had. Um, I know I had like a Mega Man, and I had a Samus, and like. Uh, so I, I know I had some of those. Oh, I think uh, Secret of Mana. Sure, um, yeah, yeah. was one. Some good, good posters. Um, I also had one hanging up in my bedroom for many years. Uh, sorry, the music just... has. I don't think we've ever allowed the music to go that far, and it does some <clears throat> stuff. It does some stuff. Um, I had a poster. Uh, that was it was like this frame poster, and it was just. Uh, the the name Benjamin over and over and over again. Okay. In like, uh, like different colors. And sure. for many years, like growing up, I was like, oh, like you know, my mom got me this like random, like poster that was just like the name Benjamin over and over again. And then one day when I was older, I actually looked at it and it was just like wrapping paper. <laughs> that she had rolled out into a frame and then put it in a frame. And, uh, uh wow. yeah, I was like, wow, that's uh, a choice. Wow. You know what though? That's kind of sweet. Yeah. And you know, like honestly, when, um, and you would have never known unless you looked at it deeply. Yeah. Because it definitely uh, had like a seam on it where it's like, oh yeah, no, this is definitely just wrapping paper. But, you know, it is it is one of those things that's like sweet enough to be like, you know, when when I moved down into uh, the room my dad built for me, because mm -hmm. I shared a room with my brother for many, many years. Oh, sure. As, I'm not as bitter as about I'm it or anything. I'm assuming siblings often do. As an only child, I don't know. 
so when I moved down into that basement room, I did rehang that poster up in the new bedroom. Yeah. Because like it was it was like a sweet thing. Um and and by poster I mean again framed wrapping paper sure uh, again very sweet and then also once i did uh i did a project where i i just collected a bunch of those aol uh free minute cds that you'd always get and i, sure. I hung those up in a pattern on the wall as well okay just to be just weird to, just to be weird yep that feels about about right um as for me guess what they're sports i was i was like Weird Al sports. Which way is this going to go? <laughs> it was sports, my friend. It was sports. Okay. It's funny though. I yeah. And uh, the thing that I find funny about the posters that I had back when I was a kid was that I often had. Uh, so I was a huge Chicago Bulls fan because you know Michael Jordan. You know, and uh-huh, I I've heard up, of him. Yeah, it, he was he was a famous basketballsman. Um, and I was growing up in uh, Blacksburg, Virginia, as I've mentioned quite a many times before. Um, and they don't mm-hmm. really have a, uh, a professional team of any any anywhere close. Closest I think at that time was the Washington Wizards and the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, still about the same, um, but I wasn't. I was in it because you know Michael Jordan. Um, and I also like Scottie Pippen. And Scottie Pippen decided to move on to the uh, Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> what a wild place! A place named Portland, 3,000 miles away from me. And I had mm-hmm. a poster of the Portland Trailblazers on my wall in Blacksburg, Virginia, along with, you know, uh, Seattle Mariner stuff because uh, Ken Griffey Jr. rules. Um, so it was like. I've, I've played that, that uh, Super Nintendo game. Uh, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that was what was on my walls. Uh, like Virginia Tech stuff, of course, but a surprising amount of Pacific Northwest sports teams had stuff mm-hmm. on my walls, and I should have realized that was probably where I was going to go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now I'm uh, here. Let's see. Uh, excellent. Uh, in the chat, we've got um, one, a poster that was uh, mounted really low to hide a uh, hole that uh, she knocked in the wall. Oh, yep. That's um, a that's a classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, movie posters, Back to the Future and Indiana Jones, both Good. both great, great ones, um, absolutely. And uh, uh, Laura had pics of teen heartthrobs, which is a classic, also, also a classic. One of the ones that you can't really get away with uh, now. You would be <laughs> well. I mean, as, as a ch- child or teenager, I uh-huh. imagine you could get away with it because you you put on what whatever uh, poster of the the newest. TikTok heartthrob, I'm sure, is where mm-hmm. the heartthrobs mm-hmm. are coming from now. Um, I think Harry Styles is one of them, um, or has been a heartthrob recently. So there's that. Okay. But as for me, as a middle, a thirty-something a thir- a aged man in Portland, boy howdy, do I have my Bim Bam posters and a lot of them. I have uh, also some Bim Bam posters uh, in my office here. Um, as well as one of Samus, because again, I have not changed sure. since I was a kid. I have an artistic print of uh, Mario's overalls, which is very fun. That was that was a pretty good outsourcing Mike Spit section. It was um, uh, that that had um, it that had places. some good stuff. I don't know how much of what we just talked about stayed in the episode uh-huh. um, after all the visual bits got cut out of it uh for the live audience tonight should we talk about season two episode 15 of community early 21st century romanticism 
First, Abed and Troy are in the study room, trying to covertly look at a cute librarian played by Mate Schwartz. Mm-hmm. She's cute. Um, she, Yeah, she's cute. She's definitely got the sexy librarian thing mm. going, which, you know, uh, I know it is maybe a little bit cliche, but it does work for me. So Sure. Uh, I did look up uh, Miss Schwartz, and she has kind of been a like a a a, a bit. Not, I don't want to say a bit player, but like you know, come in for an episode to play a part, and then kind of mm-hmm. leave some some other shows. And this was one of her her top four on IMDb. They are questioning why we love hot librarians, and uh, Abed says that they hold the answers to questions like "Will you marry me?" and "Why are there still libraries?" Now, I do have to say. As someone who has accidentally made a bunch of friends who are librarians, mm-hmm. you should go make some friends with librarians yes. because they are hella smart. They know how to find things. They're, they're the Liam Neesons of information because they will find that information. They will track it down. Yes. Uh, I, I worked for a uh, library software company that in, it had a lot of... Um, library uh, librarians as well and boy i felt like a dummy every time i talked to one of them because they're like i'm very smart i'm like oh i i i can talk i think i have a mug that i love because it's just the what the right weight it's a slightly matte finish it's 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 larger than the average mug but not too mug and it's great and i bought it at a King Supers. Sure. I do want to point just point out that you said it's not too mug. It's not too mug. It's not too To be fair, it worked. Big. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> and I bought it like randomly in college. I have two of them, and they've become my favorite mug. And I they're just like random things that were like on an end cap at the grocery store. And mm-hmm. I was like, I will never find more of these mugs. And one of my librarian friends managed to track down a mug that was just like it. Uh, it was on eBay and it seemed a little sketch, so I didn't actually end up buying it. But she found it. I've been sp- I've spent years of my life looking for more of this mug. And I've never been able to find it. Librarians get crap done. <laughs> You're like, which ep- which podcast am I recording right now? That's true. Uh, they know they they know things, and, and they do. They do often drink as well. Um, so, but but I think they they know more than Tyrion Lannister myself. I've not watched Game of Thrones, so none of that makes any sense to me. That's a reference for people listening to the podcast, but not Ben. I am the opposite of the audience for that reference. So <laughs> they are like, maybe if we're too loud, she'll shush us. And they shout, books, which, I mean, it is loud. I'll say that. It is. Um, I don't, I don't know what their end game is here because like. I don't think this, they do either. This is like every, this is like every crush I've ever had, by the way, where I'm just like, all I need to do, I just need her to notice me sure. and then the rest will, will work out. And then she notices me. And I'm like, crap, 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 crap. What do I do now? What do I do now? And then I pretend to be asleep uh, in the study room or, you know, whatever. So Mm. it's pretty much, it's pretty much me. I get it. No, I get that. 
it is it is kind of like I, I recognize that we are in the side of Troy and Abed here because you know Troy and Abed are sweet. We know that they're sweet and like and goofy. They're sweet dummies. Sweet dummies. But boy, some of this storyline is not great if you are from her like looking at her perspective, like, whoa. Okay. But yes, they uh they immediately pretend they were asleep after yelling out books. Jeff comes in and and they're like, what do you do when you and your best friend both love the same girl? You fell in love at first sight. Neither one of you has dibs and you want to both ask her out to the Valentine's dance. And he's like, I don't believe in love at first sight. I don't believe in love. I don't believe in doing things. I don't believe in best friends. So yeah, thanks for coming great. to me, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thanks for bringing this to me. Yes. Um, Abed's like, you have to open your heart someday. Jeff's like, eh, I don't think so. And then Pierce comes in, is like Valentine's Day, whatever. And and Jeff says, opening my heart is on my to-do list. But see, I hate Valentine's Day, and I'm not a I'm not a curmudgeonly old Pierce. Like, I don't think you have to open your heart to the extent that you're like, I love Valentine's yes, Day. Yes, I, I would agree with that. But he also does he does say he doesn't believe in friends. So, I mean, you know, touche, it's about a balancing act there, I think, more than anything. Pierce pops a pill. That's a plosive nightmare. (laughs) Pierce pops a pill. We're doing so uh, great today. It's wonderful. (laughs) And everyone's like, wait, what what was that? And meanwhile, uh, Britta is also friends with a lesbian named Paige. Mm hmm. Played by Britt Marling, uh, has been a, a couple of series uh, on, on a, a regular on a couple series, but I didn't note that down. Uh, I have a, 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 a comma that goes nowhere. So good job, past <laughs> me. Uh, yes. So Britta, like er- everyone sees Britta in the hall with Paige, and they're all like, wait, what's all this? And Britta makes this huge production of like, yeah. That's right. Paige is a lesbian. Like she is an- announcing to the entire world just how much she is friends with a lesbian. Sure. It is it is her new uh uh girl scout badge on Britta's crappy mm-hmm. uh humanitarian merit badge wall. They don't put them on walls. Why did I say that? It's That's a sash. Fine. Most of the time, it's a sash. <laughs> they um, might put the sash on a wall. I don't know. I'm not a Girl Scout, um, but I probably would have preferred it to the cub or the the Boy Scouts, which I did quit. I never even started the Boy Scouts. So you beat me on that one. Pierce doesn't say anything about Britta hanging out with a lesbian. Yes, he's oddly all quiet. Ex- he's he's stoic. He Pierce has never been this stoic about literally anything in his entire life. Right. Usually he is and like are, jumping up. Yeah. Like he's he's, you know, at minimum, I would expect him to be like trying to hide, you know, like kind of snickering or whatever. Right. He's but just no, quiet. The, he's the looking straight ahead. Is stoic. He's there. I mean, you if if they poked him and he was dead, you'd be like, yep, that checks. But they're like, Pierce, uh, you're not going to say anything about that? And he's just like, oh, 
nothing off the cuff. What I do have is a prepared statement. And he pulls out, there's a whole long shot of him pulling out this, this, uh, crumpled up, like it, the, these pages have seen some things. Mm-hmm. They've gone through some revisions, glasses. I'm assuming. He clears his throat and he's about to read, and then we get the credits. <laughs> what I <laughs> Which do love, I'm not, I, <laughs> I'm not gonna do, lie. Uh, we're gonna talk over each other, dang it. I've seen this episode many times, and I laughed out loud when it cuts to the credits. Yeah, it's very good. It's it's such a good moment. Like, good job. I really what, appreciate. What were you gonna say so I can talk over it again? <laughs> so so you can you can repay me for over talking on you. You could over talk on me. Uh, what a wonderful podcast we're creating here. Um, I just really love so, sometimes that the credits uh kind of is a it can be a character too in the show kind of like clearly we're clearly the credits doesn't want us to listen to the entire thing like i mean you know sex in the city new york was a was the the fifth character or whatever exactly Um, friends new york was the uh ninth character or whatever it was Um, certainly a friend uh uh ah, how i met your mother new york city was like the whatever number character six i don't know i'm i'm out of shows uh they they all got they all got bagels it was great they so, all got bag actually i do a bagel sounds really good right now i've been making my own bagels they're really good nice um, we, we get them from you- a local bakery so a, ba- a oh, bakery okay. a bagel a bagelry there he is excellent there it is. So yeah, we get the credits, and then we get sort of the summation uh, of of Pierce's. I mean, he literally says, "And in summation, good luck and bon appetit." And everyone's like, many many of those paragraphs were oddly supportive. Pierce then suggests that wait till you see the one I have for you, Jeff. This leads me to believe that he has a prepared statement for everyone else in the in the study group. For and and it and I don't know if it's necessarily the uh sexuality uh that will be the triggering inciting incident. Right. But for Britta so, for Britta and Jeff it will for be. For Britta and Jeff it definitely is. For Abed it's definitely that Abed is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, for Shirley, Shirley would be accepting of Pierce as a romantic uh uh uh, partner. Okay, I, would I can assume. I can believe that because there was some some harassment uh, in a in a in no more uncertain terms uh, of a sexual nature. Annie is a little bit more of a mystery. I don't know. I don't know what his uh, what his statement, his prepared statement on Annie would be. That's true. Uh, and Troy, I'm 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 kind of I'm I'm kind of fuzzy on, but I imagine for uh, uh for troy it's racist i imagine it's a long-winded somewhat racist uh speech all about being a man yes that's certainly possible i think that's sort of their relationship possibly pierce, pierce does some microaggressions and then teaches troy how to be a man i wonder if it's more of like a kind of begrudging uh daughter parent situation with pierce given uh annie's 
discussion over the Dildopolis in her uh, in her apartment. I don't know. I mean, Pierce definitely had alternative motives on that one, so it's hard That's to say. That's true. But I, I do feel like, well, I mean, we're really diving in deep on this one. <laughs> but you know, I do feel, I do feel like he kind of sees Annie as a possible daughter surrogate for okay. somebody who has never had any offspring. Okay, I could believe that. Pierce also at this point pops another pill. And they're like, Pierce, okay, we know that one wasn't gum. And he's like, no, it was a it was a perfect exit pill. And he moonwalks out of the study room going zip zap zooey. And he also uh, leaves his things. <laughs> I don't know well, if yeah, you noticed that. It's, it's very good. It's an exit pill. It's not a take your things with you pill. Oh, I see. It's a very get with, this pill get is with very clear, very specific <laughs> in its semantics. Yes. So um <laughs> it's uh it's very good. And they're just like, man, we gotta do something about Pierce and those painkillers. And Annie is just like intervention, inter- like she's she's trying to get an intervention going. Mm-hmm. They want Jeff's help because Pierce listens to Jeff. Right. And Jeff, ever the Jeff, does not want it to interfere with anyone else's lives. So he's like, he also listens to the bare naked ladies. Why don't you get uh why don't you get their dumb asses to go help you? And everyone gasps. And now this <laughs> argument is not only just about Jeff not wanting to help Pierce. It is also, also about the bare about naked the ladies. Bare naked ladies. <laughs> which I love this entire argument because it is literally somebody being like, Jeff, you're a terrible friend and friends help people. Also, bare naked ladies are triple platinum. Are you? <laughs> it's quite good because every <laughs> sentence is a I'm going to point A and then also point B for B and L. And it's like, oh, they're B&L now. It's very it's like good. a compliment sandwich, except instead of compliment, constructive criticism, compliment, it is just, you suck, bare naked ladies rule. But with a, with a suggested end of third of, screw you. <laughs> yes. Also, the entire group knows a lot of facts about the bare naked ladies. Like, I mean, I have heard I have heard their music. I did not know they were triple platinum. Um, I did not know that they won two Billboard awards to Jeff's zero, by the way. Well, hold on. I will say at the time, we don't know if they've won any more Billboard awards or have gone more platinums. This is true. It seems unlikely based on the fact that I don't I don't know if the BNL has done I know I know they've done things recently, but I don't know if they've done uh, zeitgeist worthy things recently because I don't I'm not in the zeitgeist myself. Okay, I googled how many platinums did BNL get. Oh, I, I'm looking forward to the results of this Google. It actually just brings up a Wikipedia entry for bare naked ladies. Oh, that's so... less exciting than I thought it would be. And uh, BNL.gov. Brookhaven National Laboratory. That was what I was looking for, for. Yeah. Young Boy Never Broke Again discography. Okay. What? I don't know. Those 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 words don't go together. 
anyways, we, the the first one's the Wikipedia, so you know, it wasn't as good of a Google as I was anticipating it would be. It it was not the comedy gold I was hoping for. Um, and honestly, on this podcast, what is? You know, I ask myself that every week. <laughs> um, it's time for outsourcing Mike's bits. Oh, sorry. <laughs> So Jeff feels that he needs some space. He declares in definitive terms, this is a fight. We are fighting. And then Duncan shows up literally at that moment. He's like, hey, I heard you were in a fight with your friends. Literally, yes, you did hear it because I just said it. I was literally just yelling it. In a library. You know what? I will point out, he's yelling this in a library and no one shushes him. There's no sexy librarian shushing him. It's It's only when you yell books that you get shushed. She didn't even shush them. She looked at them, and then they panicked and pretended to sleep. That's as good of good as a shushing, I think. When a hot woman looks at you after you've done something stupid, <laughs> that's as good as a shush. I'll just be that. I'll just say that. Um, I was going to argue with you, but again, this does kind of come back to my entirety of having crushes and attempting <laughs> to flirt. Is doing something stupid. And then she acknowledges my existence, and I'm like, well, I achieved that goal, but had no end game, so... Guess I'll die. Exactly. So, you know, it's hard to argue with their logic, to be honest. I, You know me, I'm perfect logic man. I've often called you that. It's uh, often what I say about myself. It's uh, what is on your LinkedIn profile. So, uh, linkedin.com slash... Perfect logic man. Uh, you know, it was is... hard to get that one, but you know, I, I I I actually do know people at LinkedIn, so I greased a few palms and they're like, Don't worry about it. We'll get the guy that currently has it out of there. And that's how they kicked uh somebody. No, I was pan I was panicking. You couldn't um, like go Neil deGrasse Tyson or I guess some kind of scientist. Except Okay, Neil deGrasse Tyson is not perfect logic man. All he does, all okay. he does. I'll, let, I'll, 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 I'll rebut at the end. I have a rebuttal ready. I just want to point that out. Is talk about how movies are not real. And I'm like, sure. Yeah, guy. Yeah. I know that. We all do. I know, I, I know that. Thank we you. We all know that movies are not real. Now, I have a rebuttal if, you are, okay. if your statement has ended. He is the kind of person that would create that as his screen name. <laughs> Except uh, then he would immediately have to be like, okay, but perfect logic is not a real thing. Like He would have to self-correct <laughs> himself, and then it would create a paradox, and then... <laughs> Sure. We would all die. So, well, thanks, as Neil long as it Tyson ends with all of us, us all. dying through logic, yeah, sure, why not? Anyways, as I was saying, Duncan shows up because of the yelling, and he's I mean, like, he shows up, I think he knows that they're yelling anyway. He's like, okay, you probably don't know this because you're a, a, an American, but tonight, Liverpool is playing, and Jeff is, is like, yeah, Liverpool is playing Manchester United. United. I like like he's he's like yeah I like soccer. I mean, I, I'm he's hip. a stylish American and has been forcing himself to be into soccer since 2004, which you know he he predates me on the soccer uh, liking. So there's that. Um, but go Timbers! 
I have never lived anywhere that cared about soccer until I moved to Portland. So I mean, and and you, we, we and, do like our soccer here. And Colorado has the Rapids. Yeah, but we've also got the Denver Broncos and the Colorado Avalanche and the Colorado Rockies and the Denver Nuggets. Like, talk about being a fifth wheel. An embarrassment of riches. I have too many sports teams to care about. (laughs) Yeah, and I cared about zero of them. See, exactly. And now you care about uh, also zero of them, (laughs) but that's fine. Occasionally the Avs. Yeah, I like hockey's good enough. Duncan is like, you should... Uh, invite me over to watch the game on your big television. And Jeff is like, well, no, I pr- I promised I promised the study group I would go to this stupid dance. And Duncan makes fun of him. Sure. Um, He's basically just not listening to anything that Jeff has to say here. So one of the first brilliant things Duncan has ever done, by the way, because you should probably ignore Jeff Winger. Also, very, you know what? Maybe I, maybe I'm not perfect logic, man. Maybe I need to give that to you. Uh, I don't know. I do this podcast. Uh, I think Fair. there's enough evidence to convict me of being not perfect logic, man. So it with, if we're going to follow that piece of, excuse me, logic, uh, down its, mm-hmm. uh, inevitable conclusion, neither of us should be perfect logic, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which fair, uh, which, which is a fair point. I'll put it down. LinkedIn.com slash dumb white guy podcaster three six seven eight four four nine two six eight four. Wow, uh, you got a low number. <laughs> Dang. Nailed it. <laughs> Beautiful. Also, Chang is there. He's hiding behind a book. Oh yeah, he's overhearing everything. In the hallway, Pierce is uh walking down the hallway and a familiar voice is like that moonwalk back there was streets ahead buddy and it turns out it's our old friend andy dick mm-hmm. i feel I like just, we did our, li- yeah, our last uh andy you know. dick impersonations were also on a live episode let's not do it again because hey you know guys what? i'm <laughs> nope that's that's a little too poindextery too too nasally too nasal I'm um, Andy Dick. There it is. I'm a hallucination. I'm not sharing you with anybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> We're so bad. I didn't notice. I honestly per- just went uh. for whatever. I do want to point out that he'll be at Jeff's place at 6.30 p.m., which will be 1.30 Liverpool time, so they are definitely not watching a live soccer match. If it, this is true. I um, I definitely a hundred percent looked up Denver time to Liverpool time because I'm because it's all Mountain Time right. But you know I have I have to time. sometimes you have to put in the effort to make a po- a good podcast like this one. Laura says, "Oh no, not again!" About our Andy Dick impersonations, uh, for which I must say, I'm ever so sorry. Um, I'm ever so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Andy Dick, and this is cnn this is npr i'm andy dick andy dick is a little miniature dude hanging out on a water fountain uh and in this episode he also plays that role so uh he says to pierce that uh he should basically do more drugs his prescription's running out and you don't want that to run out pierce's pill turns into a be mine heart and so he he pops that bad boy and he is uh, getting some bad advice from Andy Dick. Yet again, 
I cannot stress this enough. Do not take advice from Andy Dick. We've gone over this on this <laughs> podcast before. You However, know, Pierce clearly doesn't listen to the podcast. He should. You know what? I took I took Dare in elementary school mm-hmm. uh, all about how to say no to drugs sure. and not join gangs. Sure. They should have just they should have just been like, okay, day one, don't listen to Andy Dick. I know. Andy right? Dick is gonna tell you to do some things. Do not listen to Andy Dick. And then I think it would have been a more effective program. Frankly, not just dare, every class, every any th- any kind of like talk you go to, the first thing should be okay. Welcome to uh, it, it, computer science one hundred and one. Don't listen to Andy Dick. <laughs> uh, right, I want to so see all the comments in your code. That's just like, don't listen to Andy Dick. Um, you test also, me. I, I will put a PR up for at work d- with with. Hey, do not listen to Andy Dick, and I will get a comment <laughs> on it. I'm like, fair. I also just realized you can. Dare can still be an a thing about Andy Dick because it can be Dick comma Andy resistance education. The acronym work. Who's perfect logic man now? I don't uh, know if that's also, going through on the immediate, but it will come through later because I needed yeah, the slow clap. Di- I needed the Chang slow clap for that. Discord was like, I'm I'm muting these claps. Um, but but. Thanks to Discord, you could see it. I was... Anyway, my point is, that was a Chang slow clap for you, my friend. Abed and Troy approach the librarian. Her name is Mariah. They they walk up. Troy is holding a briefcase. They introduce themselves, and, and she's just like, are you the two guys who keep staring at me and intermittently shouting out books? And they're like, the very same. Right. As it, <laughs> They're just admitting to it. And at that point, I... I I, I I admire the uh, the trust that Mariah has in them in that moment because I would be like, you got to stop doing that. It's it's rude. <laughs> Please stop staring. First off, and maybe and stop out, shouting books. Mm-hmm. Yelling out books. I mean, I'll shush you, but don't stare. Like it's a little creepy. And they're like, well, okay. Here's the thing: we're both interested in you, and so. We're, and we're best friends, so we're going to be as direct and above board as possible, as though there's like some rule book for this. Sure. And um, you know what? I bet Abed has written it. And uh, she's like, okay, first of all, this is the cutest thing that's ever happened to me, uh, which I am a little dubious on that sentence. Either that or she has lived a very uncute event life. That's true. You she know, has had zero meat cutes. Wh- I mean, it seems that way based on her reaction to this, which is decidedly not a meat cute. Uh, it is being approached by two men, one of whom has a briefcase with tacos in it. Right. She doesn't know they're tacos right now, though. But they've also been yelling books at her while staring. <laughs> so again, not a meat cute. Gonna just kind of say that again. I mean, so here's here's the thing. Here's a fascinating fact about me. Um, I have oh boy, this is gonna be fun. Zero times in my life asked a woman out. All the women that I have dated have asked me out because I'm bad at it. I don't know sure. how to do this. And uh, apparently, 
if this TV show has taught me anything, it's that what I needed to do was shout books, approach women with briefcases full of tacos. Sure. And then just get straight to the point and they will be smitten. She's like, I don't, I don't know either of you. And so he, uh, they, they confer for a little bit and they're like, okay, here's, here's the plan. Come to the dance, get to know us both there. And then mm-hmm. you can decide who wants to, um, you can decide who you want to, uh, continue seeing. Um, also a, a bunch of ladies in the chat right now are like, I'd be smitten with anyone bringing me a briefcase of tacos. Mm. So clearly, that's so, how I should have done my dating. The, the, the clear college. move, the clear move is to bring a briefcase cr- briefcase of tacos anywhere where you're like there's a lady there I want to be smitten with me. Uh-huh. Do like put it on the table and then like unlatch the things, uh-huh. open it, spin it around so she she can see all the tacos. Sure. And then like you're in. Yeah. And, Boom. And, and, and if you can make it light up like in Pulp Fiction, even better. Uh, Troy, she does ask about the briefcase and he says uh, it has tacos in it. And he's like, you want one? And she she t- she thinks about it for a moment. And sure. she's just like, as we all do. No. So I believe you know. Troy is even like, oh, good. We wanted those uh, in the cafeteria. Annie is being really weird about Paige being a lesbian. She is talking with Britta uh, and, and yes. she's like, would you like change clothes in front of her? And Britta's Th- being there's like, there's a whole lot of weirdness in this scene. I just want to put layers of weirdness. Like, Cause Britta's like, so like, would you change clothes in front of her? Annie, I know your lack of world experience creates curiosity, but questions like that can make you seem a little bit homophobic. It's homophobic to ask questions? If you have to ask if it's homophobic to ask questions, haven't you already answered your own question? Have I? Don't know. Not a homophobe. Yeah, that's quite confusing. Annie does play off like she's never met anybody that is a lesbian, which I could believe-ish based on her her the way she grows I mean, up. If, and she- if, if you are if you're in a small enough community right um i Ooh, do I, community uh-huh. like like the I, television show it I, th- I do think it's possible enough to be in a in a small enough community where you know maybe you do but maybe like they're not out yet right sure um, you know and then um, Britta, but Britta is like overly antagonistic here i mm-hmm. think like you shouldn't ask questions that's homophobic it, it's all just awful <laughs> Paige is over there, so Britta goes to say hi. And Paige also has a friend who who talks to Annie, and she's like, "I'm I'm not a I'm not a lesbian." And Annie's like, "Oh, me neither." Her friend is like, "Yeah, I think it's cool that like, you know, Paige wants to hang out with like a lesbian." And then they realize that basically Britta and Paige both think the other one's a lesbian, and furthermore, they're only hanging out with each other because they think that. It's it is the, it is yeah w- enter dramatic irony. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I do want to point out that Paige's friend is played by Serena Fialo. Um, I I believe she was a series regular on some other stuff as well. She uh, I feel like she I've seen her in commercials and things like that. She's she looks so familiar, but I couldn't play. She's in an episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine, yes. 
but she, I don't remember that off the top of my head. She very much is kind of like you know a person you like like some like Annie like uh, uh, Allison Brie is definitely a like be- like a beautiful woman in a, in a movie star, but you know you Serena Fialo is be- definitely like you you would definitely be see her at the bodega and be like yeah yeah okay she she's a she's an attractive lady but she fits within this world she's i'd give her like, a briefcase full of tacos i would you know absolutely give her a briefcase of tacos sarah has just come out of the bedroom um and is looking at me as i said that so excellent uh, doing great these it's live shows are fantastic it's relevant to the thing i swear <laughs> i'll explain later Okay, she's um, confused. You've you've definitely so. you've definitely diffused that whole situation. I could tell. Britta announces that she and Paige are going to the dance together as like a way to like tell society to screw off. Um, yeah, it's it's only gonna get awkward from here. Back at Jeff's, they're watching the uh, I wrote down football match because Ooh. Uh, in the rest of the world, it's football. That's, it's a con- that's, that's a continental that's European our, way of g- putting it down. That's to our listeners who say aluminium. So <laughs> the doorbell rings and it's Chang. Chang has found Jeff's apartment because he has Jeff's driver's license, which is decidedly not a Colorado license. Okay. It does not say the word Colorado anywhere on it. It does not. It just not. says Greendale. It has the... Uh, zip code 80022, which is in Commerce City, Colorado. Okay. Um, so that's which, Colorado. Uh, uh-huh. So that would be uh, basically basically in Denver, uh, sort of out by the airport. Okay. I will say that I did try to find that shot of his, uh, his license to be the gag for this Patreon exclusive so that I would put my face in front of Jeff Winger's. You should have been looking at my Twitter account because I tweeted it like an hour ago. You, I found a very small image though. Like it was, it wasn't going to fit within the the size bounds. I, I, I took a look at my Twitter account, my well, dude. I, it's, I, it's I, there. I googled. I didn't look at your Twitter. <laughs> I was, I was focusing on my own thing. But I'll, uh, you know what? Here, I, I'll do a live look at Ben's Twitter. Do 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 do. Looking at Ben's Twitter. Chang wants to watch the game. And uh, so he brought a soccer ball, some beer, and some nunchucks for some reason, which he immediately then uses to break uh, Jeff's lamp. So. Wow, you definitely took a big shot of that, yeah. Jeff is just like, okay, all right, fine. Uh, You can stay. They start watching the soccer game, the soccer match, the football match for the The, aluminiums out there. The aluminium match. Uh, And... Chang offers to order a pizza to make up for breaking the lamp. And mm-hmm. Jeff's like, yeah, okay, fine. Go use the landline because Jeff is an old who has a landline. To be fair, this was 10 years ago where you could conceivably still have a landline. You can you can have a landline now. Well, yes, but fair. You can. There is a way to have a landline, but I'm just saying it is more likely to have a landline 10 years ago. I just now noticed Laura said, do a pretty woman with the briefcase full of tacos. So like, just snap it. (laughs) So good. I laughed really weird there. I'm sorry. Oh, I did too, Um, but I did it on purpose. Jeff uh, has a landline. Cheng goes to use it. He immediately calls Starburns and Mm -hmm. he's like, party at wingers tonight. Yeah, you can tell people. 
So at the dance, Starburns is like, there's a wing ding at wingers. There's a wing ding at wingers. And I'm like, that is the worst way of describing that there's a party at wingers. That that sounds like uh, hot wings are 50% off down at the local hot wing place. It honestly sounds Which- to me like... He- they have the new font at Jeff's place. The font that you like. The one that you want with the wing dings. Uh, I'm more of a Futura fan. Oh, so I anyways. Know. I'm not a wing ding guy at all. I'm just saying. It's what it sounds like to me. Abed's talking to Mariah. They're both trying to, you know, convince her that uh, they're mm-hmm. the right guy. He's like, So, Mariah, what you get with me is the complete package. HBO, Showtime, Stars, Stars Black. Sounds expensive. Which you know what? That's a that's a pretty good uh that's a pretty good package. Yeah, not say. bad. Uh Troy does you know, his best courting it's tw- by it's t- uh 2010. You could be watching Party Down season two on stars. You absolutely could. I love Party Down. It's a great are we having fun yet? It's a great show. Uh-huh. I I know. You've you've told <laughs> me. <laughs> Troy is doing his best uh best dance moves, which are quite incredible. Um, and that is an enjoyable piece of physical comedy from Troy. Yep. And so that's basically what each has to offer her, uh, mm-hmm. the entire package of premium cable channels or sweet dance moves. Incredible physicality. Britta and Paige show up and they are both very nervous and they are just like, I feel like everyone's looking at us and Britta's like, oh, well, they've probably never seen a straight girl and a lesbian so comfortable with each other before. Um, And uh, they decide to go give everyone at the dance, quote, something to talk about. And they they go off and and dance together uh, at this dance. Mm -hmm. And also Pierce is over in the corner talking with tiny Andy Dick. Yeah, dancing at a table, basically. Um, Mm -hmm. Instead of talking more about that, let's talk about Jeff. They're watching the game. And you Chen, don't want to talk more about Andy Dick? No, absolutely not. The more the the amount we have to talk about him is enough. Um, at Jeff's, they're watching the game. Uh, Chang comes in, freshly clean from a shower. He's wearing a robe, and he's like, "Hey, I think there's something wrong with your toothbrush." And Jeff's like, "What the hell?" And then at that point, there's a knock at the door. Starburns shows up. Leonard shows up with a bunch of beer, and he's immediately like, "Where are the white women at?" Which, first of all. Is this a Blazing Sandals reference? Because I feel like it is. You know what? That is a good question, and I do not have an answer for you. I've always read it as a Blazing Sandals reference. I prefer that uh, that to anything else, I think. I will point out, we get to meet somebody. Pop, 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 pop. Magnitude. Pop, pop. pop. Man, okay. Magnitude time. Who's magnitude? Yo, 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 yo! Pop, 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 pop! Oh, we've been waiting for this one. Because this is a a a spoiler free podcast, as much as as we we can possibly do it, I've been waiting so long to make magnitude references. He's so good because I love magnitude so much, and I forgot magnitude was in this episode, and then. But now um, we can do it. We can do it. We can do magnitude whenever they, we want. They invite now. magnitude over, and I almost screamed while watching <laughs> this. Like I'm not even kidding. I was just like, "It's oh, oh my god, pop pop pop!" It's magnitude. We, pop, pop. Like I was freaking out because finally we can make references to magnitude 
We we watch I, this show for pop for magnitude. By the way, I don't know if you could tell this, listeners, but we love pop pop and we love magnitude. And we this is a ma- pro magnitude party. The thing about magnitude, the guy who plays him is he's just some like English dude. Yeah. Who 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 got this like role that's like two lines, like that that's it, and then uh, he became this like fan favorite. Well, yeah, and he's like, I have love no a idea guy what's that runs happening. up and say pop pop. There's an entire. I, I'll try to see if I can find it again and like post it to the Twitter. But there's an entire oral history of the creation of Magnitude as a character. It's so good. Magnitude rules. If Magnitude we do a March rules, Ocean absolutely. Madness this year, we can put Magnitude on. Oh it, yes, I'm looking <sighs> forward to that. Well, Magnitude's so going to win though. Is the problem? Hey. I what? I guess it's not you, a problem. It's not a problem. Sorry, you'd, I mis- you'd be su- I misworded. You'd be surprised because both years we did it for Futurama, I was very wrong about literally everything. Um, <laughs> I came in tied for second to last uh, the first year, and I ran the dang podcast. <laughs> so, anyways, magnitude rules. We get to pop pop along with the rest of the freaking show now because he's here. I'm so he's here happy. To stay magnitude rules. That is our official statement. Yes. Um. Uh. So Jeff, uh, as as magnitude comes in and pop pops, um, Jeff watches his apartment become a party zone, basically against his will. And as an introvert, this is my hell. <laughs> yes. Like um, it was enough for me to be like, well. D- Duncan's here. I guess I can't wear my sweatpants. And now you're saying Starburns is coming into my house? Yeah, you don't want Starburns in your house. Like it, it, you, it would take days to get the Starburns out of my house. Uh, Jessica in the chat uh, notes that uh, he's the guy who plays Lee Jordan in the Harry Potter movies, which I did not it is, know. I, I, I believe I knew that at one point, and so I have a twinge of memory here. Um, but yes, I, I am pro community and pro, uh, uh, Lee Jordan. Uh, and I'm very pro magnitude. I literally have a line in my notes that just says in all caps, magnitude shows up, pop, pop. We cut back (laughs) to the dance. (laughs) Abed finishes summing up the entirety of the Saw movie franchise. Sure. Um, and at this point, Mariah is like, Abed, could you give me some punch? And yes. so he's it, like, it, yeah, no problem. Abed has indicated it is time to choose between the two, betwixt the two. Uh, um, and Abed heads and, off to do that. And Mariah tells Troy, you guys are very cute together. I choose you, Troy. And uh, Abed comes back and Troy has a moment. He's like, well, she chose me. And he's like, okay, cool. Uh, you should probably have this punch then. And then he just leaves. Like Abed yeah. is, is super chill about it. Yeah. Have a great night. Yeah. Um, we go over to Pierce, who's now laughing at directly at the table. And Annie's like, hey, 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 Pierce. And Pierce is like, you go straight to hell. It's like, yeah, whoa. Pierce is high as a kite. <laughs> Wildly um, high. Um, and, and he snaps back and it's like, oh, I'm sorry. I've been going through mood swings recently. And he's like, you know, we care about you, right? Miniature Andy Dick literally says, I'm not sharing you with them. You have a choice to make, my friend. And uh, he also points out 
Britta and Paige and uh, is like, you know, it's me or like the, those lesbians. And right. so at that point, Pierce shouts out lesbians and uh, they have a moment and they're like, look, I don't I don't care what they say. Like, it's it's ridiculous that like they're making such a big deal out of this. And like they they shouldn't, uh, you know, this things can be different and it starts with us and then they sort of start going in for a kiss and then it's like a big kiss in front of everyone at this dance. Uh-huh. And they're like being awkward about it. They're like looking around like Britta is actively like looking at people to see what their reactions are. Uh-huh. This it's is I mean awkward well, as hell. It, sure. But it, I mean, it also makes sense because Britta is doing this to make a statement. So uh-huh. like, Overplaying a hand. Yes. If you will. What good is a statement if no one is A, looking at it, B, incensed by it, C, uh... I don't know. I don't know that I had a C. It's mostly those first two things. It's like, if you're making a statement about uh, being, being tolerant... In, in a forest and no one's there to hear the sound of it of you being tolerant <laughs> did you actually be tolerant uh yes but mm. also uh you can't brag about it on twitter dang it i'm always bragging about things on twitter like how my wife listens to techno remixes of the me shop theme uh i what do I, what do I brag about on Twitter? I don't even know. Uh, let's look at my own Twitter. Do do do. We're looking at Ben's Twitter. Uh, clearly, I brag about. Um, well, you do say in your your description. One time you saw a blimp. So I mean, that's <laughs> braggy. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Not everybody can see a blimp, buddy. I brag about not knowing how money works. I brag about uh how much. I hate Ronald Reagan uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> quite a lot. Good brag. Good brag. <laughs> yes. Uh, I brag about uh, knowing Simpsons references. You brag uh, about being smarter than Guitar Center. Thank you. Yeah. Screw you, Guitar Center. Anyways, uh, this is fine. <laughs> that has been um, looking at Ben's Twitter, which was a bit that probably <laughs> will not ro- come back. There's a good chance that just got cut. Um. So, <laughs> uh, Laura from shows, the chat you know, says that your sweet gaming skills. I do. I do brag about that. I mean, you do I'm talk about Celeste. Yeah, I was about to say Celeste. I I love I love Celeste. It's you you have game. a lot of the uh, the B sides done, or all of them. I have I all think. the B sides done, and all the C sides done, and the ninth chapter, which is in- incredibly hard. Mm-hmm. Um. It took me like 13 hours to beat that chapter. That's Im- um, that's very impressive. That's more hours than I put into most things. <laughs> I'm not a, I, that's not a joke. I'm just being honest. Yeah, they they are making out in front of everybody and then Paige is like, "I've I've never done this before." And Britta's like, "Yeah, me either." And then they both have this moment like, "Wait, what?" Uh so that happens in front of everybody. To be fair, um, I will say this. Okay. And, I, and this is not what the show is meaning. But just because you're a lesbian doesn't mean you've kissed a girl before. 
but I, I mean, recognize but- what the show is saying is that they are not both lesbians. Yes, I you you are correct. I did also have that same thought. <laughs> Fair, but you chose not to say it on the podcast. You are correct, but like, uh, they they do have that moment where they're just like, wait a minute. Uh, we do head over to uh, Troy dancing with Mariah, and he's like, mm-hmm. "What's wrong with Abed?" And Mariah's like, "Well, I mean, he talked about the Saw movies for two full hours." Right, and Troy is immediately like, "Well, there are eight of them, and they're two hours apiece." And the first one did redefine the genre, which, uh, as an aside, I, uh, I I've been listening to. Uh, I finished my whole backlog of uh, the podcast you're wrong about. I follow uh, one of the the hosts, mm-hmm. uh, Sarah, and she. I follow her on Twitter. She tweets about Saw so much. And so immediately... <laughs> you know a lot of things about Saw now. Immediately, I was just like, well, okay. I've, I found the guy for this this podcaster I follow on Twitter. Uh, it is a made-up character at Greendale Community College. <laughs> um, but, like, she tweets about Saw... So much that immediate, the first thing was I was like, <laughs> Sarah Marshall from the podcast. You should she, meet Abed Nadir. You you should meet Abed Nadir, community character from a 2010 episode. Uh, <laughs> like my my brain broke a little bit. Um, sure, because I have never does. seen I have never seen saw any of them, and so. Rather than thinking about Saw the movie, I think about <laughs> people who host podcasts that I listen to. Sure. Um, as, as we all do, I think, really. If you're listening to us, you're probably thinking about us. Uh, yes. And, who, um, and, and it, 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 I, I want to put it out there to our, 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 uh, our wonderful community. If it, when you think about us, what what uh, fictional uh, creation uh, character should we meet? Yeah, set set both of us up on dates yes. with fictional characters, despite the fact that we are both in committed relationships. Well, they can be um, they can be like meet cutes where you meet a, like a friend meet cute. I'm sure that exists. Like me and Marshall from uh, How I Met Your Mother, we're basically the same guy. We'd probably get together quite fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, we. Mm-hmm. I might give him a little bit of guff for being a Vikings fan, and he will absolutely give me some guff for being a Jaguars fan, but it'll be great. We'll have a great time. And I'll hang out with Baby Yoda, because we both have an interest in eating things we shouldn't. So And stealing uh, balls. Yeah, absolutely. So she's she's just like yeah he talked about saw the whole time and uh you know he's nice like i'd love to be his friend but you know romantically he's just and then it cuts to troy walking out of the dance going hater i hate her i hate her i hate her i hate her what happened she called you weird i am weird not as weird as her who the hell is nicholas nickleby she wouldn't shut up about it Mm, i know which Abed is immediately like, well, I am weird. Yeah, he's like, I'm, I own that, yeah. Which I absolutely appreciate about absolutely, Abed. Yeah. Because, I mean, everyone watching this uh, live stream right now 
with all the graphics we have for this stupid community <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we put I like pr- I like production being weird. effort. Yeah, weird no, but- is, to to quote to quote Moss from uh the IT crowd. Weird is all I've got, that and my sweet style. <laughs> so It's true. Yeah, I no, I, I I I have been weird since the, the day I entered this earth, and I don't know why I use the term entered, but fine. Yeah, Abed's like, I am weird. And Troy's like, not as weird as her. Who the hell is Nicholas Nickleby? She wouldn't shut up about it. So I did active so this is I did a decent amount of research. I looked to see if she was in the 2012 adaptation of Nicholas Nickleby because I, because I, I didn't math it correctly in my head with the time frame. I'm like, this could be a reference to a thing that she was in, but it was not. Cool story, bro. Yeah, no, that was a good story. <laughs> um, Troy's like, Abed, there's somebody out there for us, and then they they hug each other as as they wish each other a good Valentine's Day. And Mariah walks past them awkwardly, and Troy's like, "Ignore her." It's sort. Of, it's a little bit of a weird moment, but also that, like, you know, uh, any anyone you date should like probably get along with your friends. You know, it's it's especially a friendship that close. To be fair, sh- the only information we get is that she would love to be Abed's friends, but she wants to be romantic with Troy. So it's true. I'm just saying <laughs> it's okay. No, you've got it. You've got a good point because she is straight up. Like I would totally be Abed's friend and it would be great. I would love being friends with him. Yes. So it's not, <laughs> she didn't, I think, I think Troy is hearing that, you know, he in that sentence that Abed is weird. I don't. So uh, uh, we 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 have to go it past the text to th- to see Mariah's in it. Maybe she was insinuating that Abed was weird. So what you're saying is that the only person for Troy is someone who equally would absolutely go out with Abed. It's just that Troy happened to date her first. Yes. Also, <laughs> also acceptable a throuple. It's true. Uh, that is always a possibility. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's how it works. Like, you know, you have a connection, you have a three-sided connection. And I think that's 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 just as beautiful. Like me and Sarah and Baby Yoda. To be fair, I thought you were gonna say tacos. I mean also tacos. It's now it's we're not adding- a thru- it's a qu- quadruple <laughs> because tacos rule and baby Yoda rules, and obviously sure. the two of us rule. Uh-huh. Actually, we do we do joke that we are in a throuple with cheese because cheese is great. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> That's true. Um, it's a good. You know, if you're gonna have a third a third wheel onto it, a throuple, it's say? cheese. Oh, and the lemon pie that I make. So we boy, you were just adding. There are spokes on this wheel, it's my a, man. It's a big polycule of the two of us and a lot of delicious food. Sounds like a pretty good orgy to me. I'm I'm into it. So <laughs> back to Jeff's magnitude is one man party. Uh, he's pop popping. Jeff is like, I've never even heard of magnitude before, but uh, he's uh, a one man you know. party. And Chang's like, Chang's like, you're always busy with that study group. And Duncan's like, here's a beer. Jeff's like, didn't you stop drinking? And Duncan's like, false alarm. Not yep, gr- Duncan's drinking again. He's off the so wagon. So much for those erections. <laughs> so much for those focused erections. Back at the dance, Britta and Paige are really mad at each other. 
they realize they have both been hanging out with each other because they thought the other one was a lesbian and wanted to be cool yeah. about hanging out with a lesbian. It's a it's a really awkward fight because it's one of those things where it's like in order to make any progress in that argument you pretty much have to admit that you were a really terrible person. Right. Because they both <laughs> did the exact same thing. They both did the exact same thing. And you can't you can't accuse someone of doing the exact same thing that you just did and be like, but when I did it, it was fine. Right. And But you did it, and therefore, you're terrible. I will say that Britta is trying to thread that specific needle, and mm-hmm. she fails at it. Mm-hmm. They both point out that they care about people's preferences so that they can hang out with cool lesbians. And Paige calls Britta the worst and tells her that she didn't think Britta was cool, just that she was a lesbian. Yeah, it's uh, it's rough. But Annie yeah. shows up and... Uh, I called her smile of, I don't know how to make this better, but here I am. Yeah, she shows up and she's like, you know... Uh, when when you thought Paige was gay, like I thought it was cool of you for hanging out with her, which is like it's weird because <laughs> I think it's it's very emblematic of sort of like both the time and sort sure. of this place in your life where it's like th- that's maybe like a thing that you have to contemplate as being a cool thing to do because now in my 30s, it's like. I'm friends with so many lesbians. Like, I I just I know so many people who true. are gay or bisexual or whatever. But I just I know so many people now who are not like strictly straight. And I do feel like it is just sort of emblematic of that time when you're like, hey, so first of all, A, it was 2010. And B, it is college. And so you're like, oh knowing a gay person is a new and interesting experience. I have cachet because I know a gay person. And I'm just like, seriously, Britta, get the hell over yourself. I I mean, it's it's definitely like, look, I know a gay person. It's like, now we're just, we're, we're objectifying them in different ways. Right. Oh, Britta, you know, a gay person. Cool. Let me pull out my gay person Rolodex because like, I, first of all, I seem to have a Rolodex for some reason. Uh-huh. But second, a, I, you were you were on me for suggesting a landline wasn't outdated. Uh huh. Um. So yeah, it is. It is such a weird. It is such a weird thing. Yeah. To because I'm not. I'm not going to say that like Britta's uh motivation is like unrealistic. Sure. Um. I do certainly think that there are people who who have that same sort of like oh well i'm gonna be cool because like i'm gonna be friends with a lesbian and not make a big deal out of it you homophobes like i do think i do think there are a lot of people who have that sort of mentality but also like i do think that it is just like that that college thing or whatever because now i'm like it's not it's not even remotely a big deal you know (laughs) exactly it's it's pretty weird but um they they kind of hug and and someone shouts come on kiss her and annie actually like goes in for it which uh raises some questions because she barely thinks about it she's like okay 
Well, I mean, there was a moment where they both kind of look at the guy and like, uh, and then she just actively goes for it. I also wonder if she's just kind of like, I mean, it's college. Let's, I don't know, maybe. Hey, you never know. When am I going to get this opportunity again? Might as well give it a try. Maybe Annie is just yes anding. It's yeah. She's uh, she's in an improv you know, class she's, in her mind, and somebody it. yells, "You're in a kissing parlor, kiss her!" And then she's like, "Well, I'm I'm improving, so here we go." Also, you're an astronaut, and then she and has then, to pretend you, like then she's like floating days. towards the kiss. It's great. It's a it's a wonderful physical moment that it we're creating whole cloth. Back at Jeff's, Chang is now. Uh, he he bends down to the point where Jeff realizes that Chang is wearing Jeff's undies, mm-hmm. and it's because Chang is washing his clothes in the dishwasher. Right, because Jeff does not have a washing machine. We find out that Chang is homeless. His wife kicked him out uh, for uh, Shirley, uh, for the whole Shirley situation. That's a good way to put it, yes. And then Chang's like, oh, I'm so tired. Maybe I'll just crash here tonight and look for a place in the morning and pulls a sleeping bag out of the oven. Classic. Uh, what if somebody was going to go preheat a pizza and didn't look in the oven? And now Did, he just doesn't have a sleeping bag. I will and say, the whole apartment smells like burnt sleeping bag. I will say that uh, the pizza that Starburns does bring is the size of like, <laughs> like a pizza bagel. It's like, smaller. It's smaller than a personal pan pizza. Yeah, it's it's a small pizza. He is he is not re, he should not be doing it in the oven. He might as well just put it in the, the microwave or in a toaster. Maybe I don't know a toaster oven. That mm-hmm. it'll perfect an there. air fryer. They're all the rages. I bet Jeff's the kind to have an air fryer and then never use it. That feels correct. Actually, it absolutely feels correct. Where are they now? Jeff Winger, 2021. Bought an air fryer, used it once. Air so, fryer owner. Oh, that's the saddest ever, <laughs> the saddest line ever. Air fryer, used once. It's like the end of uh all the like Animal House where it's like what what are, you know, what mm-hmm. happened after the movie and it's just like Jeff Winger bought an air fryer, used once. It's similar to the um, joke that they did in the uh the episode uh with uh, Britta getting a, a owner used iPod Nano. Mm-hmm. The one that directly rips off the end of uh, Animal House yes. by putting all the... Yeah. Uh-huh. But I mean, yep. it's basically making the same joke over and over again. So I figured I'd reference it in the community context. Duncan points out that there's four hermit crabs living in the bathroom sink. And this is the last straw. He kicks Chang out. He turns off the music. He kicks everyone out and just says goodnight to everyone as they walk out. Some some wild names in there that I didn't write down. Uh-huh. Starburns, Leonard, Magnitude, Pop-Pop, Swizzle, Scandalous, C-Dub, Tim, Mighty D, Glisten. Duncan's still there, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, Duncan, Duncan was pre-party. Mm-hmm. Duncan is like, okay, like, look, but you, you either got to, you know, you either got to stop resisting or you got to realize that you are starting to enjoy the college experience. Mm-hmm. Jeff asks what makes broken people flock to him. Am I, is it is height? It, yeah, probably. Um, and then he goes to as give a du- tall man. How do you feel about that? I mean, I don't see people as broken people personally. That that okay. is a politician answer, but that's fine. No, but so, I, I mean, people. I do 
talk to people a lot. I mean, I'm friends with people. Like I'm friends with you. Did you, did you come to me? It's like, Oh, you're, you're so tall. No, I'm pretty sure you were like, this guy is a nerd and he likes D and D and he's interested. Let's play D and D. And he's like, Oh, this guy is kind of, kind of corny, but mostly. Okay. Jeff is like, well, okay. But you know, also I've got all these friends and like, I've had my phone off all night, so I'm just going to turn off, turn on my phone, and you can see the 39 messages they left tonight. And that's what happens when you care about people, and he has no new messages, and he assumes everyone is, like, dead or something. Right. Um, and Duncan's like, well, your phone's on. Why don't you call the cab for me and pay for it? Jeff takes out all the garbage. Chang is sleeping at the bottom of the garbage chute, so mm-hmm. he, he takes Chang in, sort of... Uh, grudgingly but um you know lets him stay there at least for the night um and uh he pulls out his phone and he sends everyone a big uh, i said text it's it's long enough that maybe it was an email but whatever well, either way it's a winger speech it's a winger speech typed from a blackberry in, because of course jeff winger has a blackberry form. and he's like look it wasn't about the bare naked ladies although i do have some issues there <laughs> Caring about people can be scary. Caring about six people can be a horrifying, embarrassing nightmare. Uh, and then at the end, he's like, look, I'm just going to say it. I love you guys. Mm-hmm. Everybody uh, and- is getting the, this uh, while they're sitting on a couch at the dance, except for Pierce, uh, who does not get it because he is passed out on a park bench outside. Right. So as that's happening, uh, the end is like, Pier- oh, and Pierce, take it from an expert. Uh, you know, let let people into your heart before it's too late. And then it closes out with Pierce passed out on a bench. Uh, you know, the the implication being that he has finally taken too many of these Andy mm-hmm. Dick pills. Uh, Boy, I don't like that wording. He has taken too many of these Andy Dick pills. But uh, and, you know, we did it again, didn't we? OK, take three. He has taken too many of these pills. That are okay. Andy Dick pills. And Damn it. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we we leave on sort of a dour note. Yeah. It honestly feels a little weird to have a tag after that. Like a little bit, but I it, know it is that, still a community know, uh, a comedy show. Yeah, but still, I mean, I feel like I, I know that the tag is sort of, you know, it's it's a tradition. It's a community tradition. We've yeah. had it since literally episode two literally episode two i feel like if you really wanted this bit to land that you should just this time don't do the tag you just don't do it uh like especially because it it, this one specifically is kind of a eh. the the tag is just abed uh he he can figure out what the candy hearts say blindfolded just by putting them in his mouth um which is an impressive feat but like but he's also cheating it's fine and um like it's it's a fine tag but i i honestly think that if you just especially if you have come if you've become accustomed to having the tags Mm -hmm. and then instead of having a tag it literally just ends on pierce passed out on a bench like that just i feel like that would just hit sure so hard and we talked about it a lot 
when we talked about Futurama, but I liked the fact that Futurama could t- occasionally do those punches. Sure. Because it gave the show a lot more weight. I feel like they could have done it here, and I think it would have been really good. Fair enough. I, I, I think I'd agree with that. That's that's just my take. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't ruin the entire episode by including the tag, but I think leaving on that note and then it's just on to like, you know, Parks and Rec or whatever is on next. Right. Like, whatever's next, yeah. It just it just goes to the next show. And they're like, whoa, wait, hold on. Like ripping that rug out from under you, powerful stuff. Sure. So uh but that is the end of the episode. And that means that it is time for Great. I, I like this episode. It's fine enough. There are some awkward bits, of course, but this is kind of an episode around that kind of awkward humor where you've got Chang doing things that are pretty transgressive of like, I'm going to create a party in somebody else's house to try to move into their mm-hmm. house. It's kind of awful and kind of awkward. And Jeff is Jeff kind of comes along on most of it with him, which is kind of funny to me. Like the fact that he is like magnitude pops in and he's like, there's not a party here. And then he, the party happens and he's like, I'm having a good enough time, um, which is kind of, interesting I mean, once you pop pop, you can't stop. That's true. Magnitude so. makes everything better as we'll see later. Um, so that uh, clearly it's an A plus because magnitude's here. Uh, that being said, I don't know. Uh, the the Britta page storyline is kind of awkward. It was at the time and it still is. It's just I'm not I, I don't know what it's trying to say other than Britta and Paige are the same person kind of. Um, and, you know, I, I, it, we've we've discussed that storyline at length, I think, and and it's it, it it it's fine i guess for what it does it's it's it certainly takes up time um pierce's storyline of you know breaking his legs and you know going on to pills that's continuing so huzzah andy dick is here for some reason again um Wow, the way I'm talking about it makes me think I'm not going to give it a good grade, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to give it a good grade because it's an enjoyable <laughs> piece of television. Troy and Abed always save everything for me because they're wonderful. Um, sure, you know I, I, you know I'm immediately going negative, but you know I think this episode's pretty good. Um, I that it, Matthew in the chat has a good point. There's barely any Shirley. It's true. This episode has. Basically, no Shirley, which I I realized when Chang brings up uh, that he got kicked out for the whole Shirley thing. I was like, Shirley has not like she she said some things about Pierce taking pills and then she disappeared until the end scene. Yeah, she's not even on screen for most of the episode. And that sucks. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, but that that is a uh, something we're going to hammer in over and over and over again, I think. Um, uh-huh. because I think Shirley is an interesting character and she should be able to, to show that depth that she, she definitely has. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a good episode. It's an enjoyable episode. There's certainly problems with it. So, so yeah, it's a, uh, a good enough episode. It's enjoyable to watch. There are problems with it, of course, like every other piece of media that ever exists, especially one that's at this point, 10 years old. Um, it's certainly not the worst uh, it's it's been. If you listen to our last episode, it, it's certainly not the worst piece of community that exists. 
Um, I will give it a. I don't know. I'm, I, I guess I'm just not feeling it with the description. I'll give it a B. How about that? Okay. I actually really like this episode. Uh, Valentine's Day episodes uh, are always really tough because you sure. have to walk that line between being really into Valentine's Day and being against Valentine's Day. Because no matter what show you're doing, there your audience is going to fall, you know, some percentage uh, who like Valentine's Day and some who don't. Sure. It's very um, rare that you get a person that is in between the two. So um so a val- Valentine's Day episodes are I think are pretty hard. I actually think community pulls it off. Um and here's why. It is a legitimately heartfelt episode about Jeff. Sure. Um he it it is maybe the first Jeff Winger speech we're at the end. I'm like, oh, he actually had like some really good stuff to say because it's not about people trying to convince people to sure. do things for him. It is a speech where he is legitimately saying, look, I screwed up. I have uh, some some trauma to work through with the bare naked ladies. <laughs> he says, you know, look, I, I have I have problems with these emotions. Um but the thing is, you know, I, I love each and every one of you, um, even Pierce. Like, he, you know, he's straight up like, hey, let people into your heart. Um, you get, uh, you know, the, the Troy and Abed storyline is a lot of fun. Um, it's a little weird that like this librarian is like, oh, yeah, these two weirdos showed up with a briefcase full of tacos, both in- announced their intent to date me, uh, invited me to a school dance, and then... Um, uh, and then like I had to pick one, uh, one of them went off on the, on the whole Saw movie franchise for two hours. Like it's weird, but it is, it is classic Troy and Abed and their, their, you know, kind of codependency. Um, I actually really enjoy the Brita storyline. It is weird and cringy. However, (laughs) it is great because Britta is exactly this kind of person. Britta is 100% the person who goes off to college, even if it's not a real university, goes off to college and is like, I'm hip and cool because I made friends with a lesbian and I'm not making a big deal out of it, although I totally am. Like, right. It's a perfect Britta storyline because it is like Britta... Britta actually does have a heart, which is why I love her as a character. But she repeatedly shows that she is way better at the performative aspects of being a good person Mm -hmm. than actually doing the work of being a good person. Sure. And I think that this episode, specifically calling her out on it, and also calling out Paige on it at the like at the same time, like and being like, this is not a Brita problem. This is like a a a you know trying to to be uh, trying to be a cool white feminist problem because multiple women are doing this to each other. Right. Like I actually think it's a great storyline. It's weird to watch. Don't get me <laughs> wrong, but I think it's a great storyline. Sure. Um, and then you end with the thing with Pierce, which is setting up for next episode. 
Um, and that that sort of breadcrumbs of like, hey, like, you know, Pierce has a problem with these pills that like just kind of get interspersed here here and there and leaving it on that. But yeah, I I mean I think I think it's really great. I do I do think it sucks a lot that Shirley exists for three seconds in this episode to say one or two things and then she's literally gone the entire rest of the episode. Shirley gets wasted as a, as a character yes. so much in this show. Um and really I do think that is because I do think that's a legitimate problem. But I do like the rest of the the episode. I would give it probably it's right on that B plus A minus. Um I think I think I'll give it a B plus. Okay. Um just because it it does it 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 does suck to be like, oh, I'm 20 minutes into this episode. Shirley just got mentioned and I'm realizing she's not even in this one. Like right. <laughs> they they just basically wrote her out of the show for an right. episode. Um <clears throat> and it sucks. But I like because, everything else. Yeah, so. Yvette N- Nicole Brown is wonderful. She she's is great. She's incredible. The fact that she gets written out of the show so often because they don't so know often. what to do with her, it sucks. But we want to know what you think about this episode. Uh what you think about um having a rolodex full of lesbian friends what posters did you have on your walls how much do you love magnitude pop pop yeah i don't remember what else we talked about i'm sure i'm sure we talked about a lot (laughs) uh what uh would a burning sleeping bag smell like Um, Mm -hmm. i'm scrolling back through the live chat because we did this one live this was our live episode for the month um patreon uh patrons who uh do five dollars and up got to watch this one live um which is great because i'm doing this whole outro out of order and they get to see it live (laughs) in in real time uh usually that's just for me we want to know all these things and more you can tweet at good greendale you can find a contact form on the website, goodmorninggreendale.com. You can do the Patreon thing I already talked about. Uh, <laughs> that's patreon.com slash back to, back to, back to, back to the Futurama. I don't okay. know our own Patreon. <laughs> it's something like that. Why do we need to know our own Patreon? You, I mean, the link is on goodmorninggreendale.com, right? It's all there, baby. It's right Just on go Good, there. Good Everything will be fine. Patreon.com <laughs> slash back to Futurama. Uh, right. I think I said that wrong last week. It's a good thing I'm still <laughs> editing that episode. Anyways, uh, yes. Uh, $5 and up Patreon patrons get to watch. Uh, Whatever watch this is. Watch us do this live once a month. <laughs> uh, they seem to enjoy it. Uh, they, we, we get to, they get to watch us be real dumb. They also get to correct us live. Uh, I will say thank you for everybody in the live chat and thank you. Yeah, for thanks everybody. for joining. It's thank, always a lot of fun. Thank you everyone for listening to these. Uh, I know you know the people that are able to chip in and help us uh, uh, on Patreon are wonderful, and those that listen uh, not on Patreon are also wonderful. We love each and every one of you. Uh, as long we just want to put a smile on your face, and hopefully we can do that in this this tough time oh and speaking of patreon by the way Ooh. we do have a new patron this week who a joined us patron. uh in the uh in the live episode uh th- so thank you to 
uh, Christian Fierro for joining us. Yes, and thank you. Becoming a Patreon patron, uh, we appreciate the support. Welcome aboard. You're already accepted. That'll do it for us this week. We've mm-hmm. done enough. Too much. I say that every say. week. Yes, we've done enough, Ooh. and I always respond with too much. Until next time, I'm Ben, and I'm Mike. I, I wish, wish you luck. luck.